This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica because they received Paul's message, this proclamation of Jesus and the resurrection. They received it readily. They were open to it. And they went and searched the scriptures daily to see if what he was saying was true. What does that mean? Well, he was going back, as was his custom in the synagogues, he was going back to the Old Testament. That's all he had, right? He hadn't written the New Testament yet. So he's going back. Have you ever heard the term Berean and wondered what it meant? Today, Pastor Robert explains that this group of people during Paul's ministry stuck around and examined the scriptures to confirm that what he said was true. We would be wise to do the same and test that our leaders are teaching the true word of God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 17. I think as we study this passage here today, we're going to see some things that remind us of, of our own lives, where we are, who we are, um, some of the obstacles that we face, some of the opportunities that, that we have. I'm going to read through just a few verses here, and, and then we'll back up and take a look at them. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed. And also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy remained there. So those who conducted Paul brought him to Athens. And receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed, they departed. Now while Paul waited for them, in other words for Silas and Timothy... At Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore, he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Then certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him. And some said, what does this babbler want to say? Others said he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak? For you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. 
For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Now, give me your attention. Let's back up and consider some of these things. Berea. You know, there, you see a lot of churches, you see a lot of groups within churches that are focused on Bereans. And you hear about being Bereans, being Berean Christians, be like the Bereans. And that's what I want to talk about, basically, today. But before we do that, I want to consider, because a reference is made right there in the beginning, that the Bereans were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. So right off the bat, we're given something to think about. These people were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica because they received Paul's message, this proclamation of Jesus and the resurrection. They received it readily. They were open to it. And they went and searched the Scriptures daily to see if what he was saying was true. What does that mean? Well, he was going back, as was his custom in the synagogues, he was going back to the Old Testament. That's all he had, right? He hadn't written the New Testament yet. So he's going back. He's looking at the, what the prophets had to say about Messiah. He's looking at the scriptures, what Moses had written, what the law said that pointed toward Messiah. And he's explaining to them, as we saw last week, he's opening to them the mystery within the scriptures concerning the fact that the Messiah had to suffer and die and rise again before he would reign on the earth there from Jerusalem. The Thessalonians, when they heard that, they rejected it. The majority of the Jewish people there in the synagogue in Thessalonica said, the Messiah is going to suffer? No. What you're, raised from the dead? Forget about it. We don't believe that. We're not buying that. Who are you anyway? What are you talking about? And then when people began to gather around him, when some people believed, some people wanted to hear more, they got envious, they got angry, and they came after him. And you know, that was the pattern that Paul saw. Those who simply reject the message without researching it. Have you ever met anybody like that? Sure you have. Sure you have. It's common. It's common. There are people who just don't want to hear it. Because of their lifestyle, you know, because of their own particular beliefs, you know, what they have, have come up with. You know, there, there's something scary about having your personal philosophy of life tampered with. You know what I mean? Have you ever had anybody just completely challenge your way of thinking or challenge your perspective, your worldview? It can be scary. It can be disconcerting. It's upsetting. You know, you, you get to a point where you kind of think you have it sort of figured out. Everything's, you know, you have, you know, your life somewhat in order. You, you have your, your philosophy of life pretty well squared away. Your personal worldview is in place. Now, you might not even word it that way. You might simply say, I'm comfortable. I'm good. And then somebody comes in and starts challenging that. And I've told many of you this story before about the young guy that I worked with 30 years ago in a plywood manufacturing plant. I'm working away. I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. At 12 years old, I accepted Jesus and was baptized. Had no impact on my life whatsoever, but I had prayed a prayer and, and I was baptized. And this guy, as we're working, and, and I'm, you know, to be honest, I had a foul mouth. And so I'm just cussing away, you know, it's hard, sweaty job, just hot and difficult. And usually after about 
15 minutes, 20 minutes into my 12-hour shift, I was in pain all night long. It would get every night it got to the point where I was just numb from the pain in my shoulder. But I had to have that job. And so I, I worked it. But I cussed the whole time. And one night, I'd only been working there a couple of months, and, and I don't even remember his name. We just, everybody called him preacher. Guess why? He loved the Lord Jesus. And, and he, he looked at me, you know, and, and across the assembly line thing there, he looked at me and he said, Robert, are you a Christian? And I said, yeah. And he just, he just looked at me and he said, you don't act like a Christian. What are you, you know, how dare you? You know what I mean? You can't judge me. I mean, all this is going through my head. You know, who are you? And, you, know, you sure you're a Christian? Yeah, I'm sure I'm a Christian. No, I'm mad, you know. I mean, and the whole time, you know, we're working. It's as fast as you could go, you know. Of course I'm a Christian. You, you don't, Robert, you just, I don't know, man. You just don't talk like a Christian. It rocked my world. It made me angry. But it upset my apple cart. Now, 30 years later, do you understand? I remember what he looked like. I remember what he sounded like. And I remember, we had two, I think, or maybe three of those conversations. And that was the extent of it. I mean, it wasn't real deep. You sure you're a Christian? You just don't act like a Christian. Don't talk much like a Christian. And it challenged my worldview. It challenged my thinking. And I dismissed him, but it, it stayed with me. These people in Thessalonica, they didn't want to hear what Paul said. They were angry with him for saying it, and they came after him. Do you understand? You'll encounter people like that. You've already encountered people like that. They just don't want to hear about Jesus and the resurrection, and they just don't want to hear about it. They just, I don't believe that. How can you believe that? I just don't believe that. And they don't want to hear about it. The people at Athens, on the other hand, they believed everything. Did you catch that? In verse 21, look at verse 21 again. All the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Some new thing. Just tell me something I hadn't heard before. Entertain me. Guys, you know, that's equally common, maybe even more so in some circles. Unfortunately, in many ways, that's a description of at least one large segment of the Church of Jesus Christ today. Thanks for tuning in today for another edition of Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. We're always aiming to bring you the truth and promises found in the pages of the Bible, and we pray God reveals exactly what He wants you to hear every time you tune in. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. We feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field, and we're excited to see where God will take us in the future. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and for the people who will be touched by Main Thing Radio. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month's gift is Charisma versus Charismania by author and pastor Chuck Smith. 
This book takes a biblical approach to the Holy Spirit and His influence in the lives of Christians. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. That's all for today, but join us again for another teaching in the Word of God right here on Main Thing Radio.